We're going to look at the subject this morning and uh, something we all need to hear. Last week I preached on the subject of no other God. No other God, talking about God. This, this time, it's no other name. And then you'll find that in Acts chapter 4, beginning in verse 1 through 12. Verse 12 is going to be our focused verse that we're primarily going to be focusing on. But uh, to give you some background information before we read this, is that Peter and John, this is about Peter and John in the book of Acts. Anytime you open up to the book of Acts, you're, it's talking about the early church. Uh, right after Jesus had ascended, you're talking about the early church. The whole book of Acts is talking about the, the foundationals of the early church. And when Peter and John, they were going to the temple, and they were going there to pray. And as they went there to pray, there was a beggar who laid there in front of the gates going into the temple who had been lame, the Bible tells us, from his birth. And uh, he was born crippled. <laughs> And he was unable to work and unable to provide for himself. So he laid at the temple gate. And as he laid there, he asked for alms. You know, you have your hat or whatever, a cup, whatever you had, basket. And he'd ask people for money as they went into the temple to pray. And this day, as they went into the temple, it was uh, Peter and John had went in. And he asked them for money. Do you have any money? Or sometimes we hear people say, I was on the... Uh, up in Cincinnati just here a few weeks ago, and a guy was saying, can you help a fella out? You know, he's going around, can you help a fella out, son? Can you help a fella out today? And uh, that's what this guy would be doing. But he would be laying there, and Peter and John said something to him. They said, uh, basically, we have no money. We don't have any silver or gold, they said. So basically, he's telling this guy, he said, we don't have any money to give you. We don't have anything like that to give you. But he said, I'll tell you what. Amen. What I have got that came basically from the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to give to you. And he said, he grabbed, he said in the name of Jesus, get up and stand or walk or whatever. And this guy got up. And this man was healed from that very moment that Peter and John stood before him. This done him far better than silver or gold or any money. But they said, what I've got, I'm going to give you. And uh, the Lord had given them power to be able to heal people in that way at the time. So they said, get up and walk. So the guy got up and walked. And this is the first time he had walked. So this man was healed. So he went about shouting and praising God from that day. And Peter and John were arrested that, um, for, for that, for him getting up and him doing those things, rested by the rulers. And they stood before the rulers that day and they were asked this question they said by what power or by what name did you basically do this they wanted to know the rulers want to know what who gave you authority to do this where did your power come from for this man to be able to get up and walk normally who's laid here for years at the gate crippled and they told him peter answered and uh, answered was that the healing took place in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And that there is no other name whereby salvation happens, basically. Amen. So in the past generation, people used the word name, basically, to, to mean a reputation. So it was the, the reputation of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. They would say that uh, that man right over there, said, they'd say he's got a good name. Or they would turn around and say, now that fellow over there has got a, got a bad name. What they was meaning was, 
you could trust this guy, but you can't trust this guy. That this guy would tell you the truth, this guy would tell you a lie. And, uh, and and people had been burnt by him before, so they say, well, he's, he's got a bad name. I don't know if I'd fool with him or not. Or this guy's got a good name. Yes, you can trust him. So a name means a whole lot. You have a name, and uh, your name was most likely uh, given to you maybe before your birth. You know, today, if you're going to, uh, 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 people that's fixing, looking forward to having a child, we start looking for names, thinking about names. Like, what are we going to name them? What are we going to name them? If, if it's a boy, what are we going to name him? If it's a girl, what are we going to name him? Uh, that's, in, that's, that's scriptural. Do you know that? Um, back uh, in John, you remember? Uh-huh. Yep. Huh? He said his name is John. He hadn't even been born yet. He's going to be born. His name is John. And he done been given his name's Jesus. Name done been appointed to him. But we'll appoint names. So you was given a name. But uh, the biblical writers use the term name in a different and very specific sense. You recall the one commandment, uh, there's a commandment in the Bible that forbids taking the name of God in vain. Right, right. And that warns us about that. And uh, Jesus had admonished the disciples when praying to hallow the name of God, didn't he? Praying the name of the Father. You won't find in the Bible where Jesus didn't first, when he went to pray, he said, Father. He would ask, Father. Oh, Father, dear Father. Whatever, but he he addressed God as Father, which was his Father. But uh, John repeatedly stated that salvation comes about by believing in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And the book of Acts, Luke said that the crippled man was healed by the power of the name of Jesus, and there was no other name under heaven given among which men must be saved. So we're going to look at these verses real quick from chapter 4, verse 1 through 12. You could stand with me if you're able. As we read these verses, and it says this in the book of Acts, And as they spake unto the people, that gives you some background information anyway before, And as they spake unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, that's Peter and John, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead, and they laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day, for it was now even tide. Howbeit many of them which heard the word, listen to this, believed. And that the number of the men were about 5,000. That's just, that's not counting Amen. everybody there. Then in verse 5, And it came to pass on the morrow that the rulers and elders and scribes, that Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander, and as many as were kindred of the high priest, were gathered together in Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? But Peter she just pray, uh, talked about uh-huh. the Holy yeah. Holy Ghost, uh, singing a song about the Holy Ghost. But Peter, being filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers and ye people of Israel, if this day we be examined for good deed done to an impotent man, that means crippled, uh, by what means he is made whole, he says this, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Then verse 12, our focus verse. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much. Let your name be known among this people today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Now then, a name 
This is our focus verse. Neither is there any salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. There is not a name under heaven given that you can be saved by other than the name of Jesus Christ and trust and faith in, in Him. Now, there's other names. We all have names, but you can't be saved in the name of the government. You can't be saved in the name of the president. You can't be saved in the name of the governor. You can't be saved in the name of some senator. Or anything like it. There's Amen. no higher power than the name of Jesus. Amen. And Peter and John were boldly speaking. That's why they was arrested. That there's no name to be saved by other than Jesus. Which he's saying salvation doesn't come by anyone else other than Jesus Christ. Amen. Now our problem, our focus problem a lot of times with us is we focus looking out, don't we? Instead of focus looking up. Yeah. And we're supposed to be focused looking up as you're a Christian today. But we focus so much about looking at things around us, don't we? But we're supposed to focus up. So we're looking at this here. And they were focusing up, by the way, as they focused upon the people. But a name will do this. I'll tell you what a name will do. And you know this. A name identifies the person. A name identifies who you are. When they say your name... It identifies who you are. To know a person's name is to know a person, isn't it? It's to know someone else. You know, a lot of times we, we do this because we do it because we have trouble remembering names. We should never forget the name of Jesus. But somebody say, well, who was it? Well, it was that guy there who's kind of bald and he wears glasses and got kind of a scraggly beard and he's tall and skinny. Now, that's hard to describe, isn't it? But if the guy's name... You know, if you got a name and his name's Arnold or Adam or whatever, that says who you talking about, doesn't it? We can describe them. We all have the problem. We run into people at the grocery store or somewhere, and we know their name, but we can't remember it. That's an embarrassing problem, isn't it? Amen. We know who they are. We know who their parents are. We know where they come from. We know we went to school with them. We know we used to work with them, but we can't remember their name. If there's one name that you never need to forget, it's the name of Jesus. Amen. But a lot of people have forgotten the name of Jesus. But why do we forget the name of Jesus? The name identifies who you are. The, the reason that a lot of people forget the name of, uh, of Jesus is because they don't want anybody to rule over them. We want to be our own boss. Amen. That's just facing the facts. We want to make our own rules. Uh, we want to sit in things that sets our lifestyle, and it doesn't condemn anything that we do. But what Jesus says, Jesus set rules. God set rules, did he, to live by. And people don't like them anymore today. But I want to tell you something. There's a day coming when you it says, Every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That name, Jesus Christ, is Lord. That's what it's going to be. But you know, Adam gave name to various animals, didn't he? God brought the animals before him, and uh, Adam gave them name. Where did Adam get his name from? God named him, didn't he? God named him. Everybody's got a name. Now, people do not really have existence until they have a name. We've got to have a name. In a sense, their name continues even after death, doesn't it? Because why? We put their name on the stone, don't we? It remember of the ones that's passed on. Their name. It's their name. And here's something else you might take note of. God has your name. Amen. God don't have your number. He's got your name. He knows who you are. He knows when you were conceived. He knows when you was born. He knows where you're at today. He knows what you're doing. 
God knows those things. So God's got our name. But a name identifies who we are. See, God is known only when he gives his own name. Just a quick little reference here. When Moses was getting ready to talk to the people, and he was going to preach to the people, back in Exodus chapter 3, it tells us here that uh, actually in verse 13, Moses said to God, he said these things, he said to God, he said, Behold, when I come to the children of Israel, you called me to, to preach the gospel, lead them out and direct them. But he said, When I come to the children of Israel, who shall I say sent me? Because he knew they was going to ask, didn't he? He says, when he comes to, he says, And Moses said to God, Behold, when I come to the children of Israel and shall say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? They want to know. What shall I say to them, Moses said to God. He said, when I go to the children, I said, the God of your father sent me to get you out of bondage, pull you out of this place. And they're going to say, Moses said, the first thing they're going to ask me, what's his name? Who sent you? What's his name? God said, here's what I'm going to tell you to do. He said, Moses, God said unto Moses, I am that I am. Amen. And he said, Thou shalt say to the children of Israel, I am has sent you. Can you imagine doing that? They said, what's your name? I am. I am. I am sent me. You know what? They followed Moses, didn't they? God said, you just tell them I am sent you. They'll know who you're talking about. So a name identified. See, um, we look at this thing and, and we see that the name of Jesus got Peter and John in jail. Now listen, Jesus is always at the center of contention. The name of Jesus is always at the center of contention. Uh, verse 7 of chapter 4 of Acts, we see in verse 7, And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or what name have you done this? The name of contention. Verse 10, Be it known to you all and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even him does this man stand before you hope. So that tells me that crippled guy who was crippled laying at the gate was standing beside Peter and John. He's their witness, isn't he? Can you imagine him? He's going to, he's going to be uh, act as their lawyer in, in defense. And he's going to tell that judge, he's going to say, look, you know I lay out there every day begging for money. And they come by and they didn't have no money, but they said, I'm going to give you what I got. And, and they laid their and, and they and they talked to him and they laid their hands on him and they said by the name of Jesus get up and he said I'm not able to get up he said I'm here to tell you I'm standing here before you to show you this thing the name of Jesus is always at the center of contention and then in verse twelve what we got neither is our salvation in any other for there's no other name uh -huh. under heaven so the uh, name identifies exactly who you are when somebody says your name's Peter your name's John your name's Andrew whatever it is. They know who you're talking about because that name identity. It's interesting that in the Bible, though, many people had a change of name when they had a change of heart. Do you notice that? God gave them a new name. When Jacob met God, he became Israel. Uh, when Simon came to faith in Jesus Christ and trusted him as his Savior, he became Peter. And when Saul of Tarsus came to know Jesus Christ, he became Paul the Apostle. From Saul to Paul. It is also interesting to note that to speak in one's name is to speak as a representative of the person who bears that name. And to pray in the name of Jesus 
We pray in the name of Jesus, don't we? That's why we say at the end, in Jesus' what? Name. Amen. That's right. We that's our prayers, isn't it? We address Father God in heaven, and we end the prayer in Jesus' name. There's a whole lot to a name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Secondly, is that the in Jesus' name we come to know God, don't we? That's how you get saved. We hear people talking about, well, what do you mean be saved? What is salvation? Well, it's a rescue. It's a preservance. It's a protect. It's a deliverer from where you're at today. I'll tie all this together here at the end. But in Jesus, Jesus came in his Father's name. He came in the sovereignty of a holy God to die on the cross of Calvary to shed his blood and to represent and take our sins upon himself uh -huh. and to die what we should have died. Now, you're going to die physically. We all know that, right? Everybody dies physically. He's talking a spiritual death. He's talking dying spiritually means the soul spends eternity in heaven or in hell. One of those two places. He's talking that death. And he says, look, you don't have to die. If you go to heaven, it stays there in the presence of an almighty God. But if he goes to hell, the Bible tells you there's torment. Right. There's fire day and night, 24-7. There's torments and flames. Remember the guy who was rich and never never believed in God? And he died and says in torments he raised his eyes in hell? <coughs> Jesus told that story. He knew where it was at. But uh, this right here, there's no other name. See, you can't get saved in the name of any other God. There's all kinds of gods out there. There's a God of Wicca. There's Buddha. There's there's all those things. Out there. There's God, but you can't get saved in their name. No, that's right. You can't get saved in that name. Only the name of Jesus. They had other gods in the Bible. There's little G gods and there's big G gods. And there's and, and but you can't get saved in their name. Some things, as we uh, spoke earlier, is about we make our own gods. There's no other God but one true God. There's no other name but the name of Jesus. Right. Amen. See, the sovereignty of God acknowledges by confessing Jesus' name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and uh, um, bow in heaven and on the earth, under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Now, the salvation. See, there. There is, in Jesus' name, we come to know God. That's the only way you come to know God, through Jesus' name. Thirdly, the salvation is known only in the name of Jesus. It's a rescue to salvation. A rescue to safety is what salvation is. They've rescued you. He's rescued us on the cross. He's rescued us in His blood. He's rescued us in the grave. And He's rescued us in victory over the grave. Salvation is a relationship in which the sinner is reconciled to God. Amen. Every single one of us is sinners. But we've trusted Jesus. Right. If you haven't, you can. Trust Jesus and got salvation. Means we got rescue from the depths of hell. We got rescue from the world that we know that's so against us. We got rescued from the burdens that's upon us and we have peace. We got rescued from what the world says is good and God says is bad. 
We was rescued. It involves the forgiveness of sins, the transformation of a sinful nature that we have. We can't help it. We have a sinful nature. We're born in it. It's just the way we are. That's the way we was. And we needed God. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. To wear the name of Jesus is to confess to one that belongs to God, isn't it? As Christians, it says we're little Christ. Christians meet and worship in his name. That's what we're here today for, isn't it? It's because of Jesus. If Jesus had never come, they wouldn't have told Jesus there's no forgiveness of sins. There'd be no need for people to be saved. We'd all be doomed to hell. There'd be no hope. But Jesus offers that hope. It's in the name of Jesus. When they stood before them, can you imagine standing there? I mean, you're under the judge. You're under the justice. And you'd have been accused for a rightful thing. The way Jesus was, he was accused falsely for doing good. But they stand there, and old Peter decides, you know what? We ain't got nothing to lose. You ever thought that sometimes? I ain't got nothing to lose. So... And I'm here in the name of Jesus. I, I tell people this all the time. There was three times Peter denied Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Right before he was hung upon the cross of Calvary and was sent before Pilate. And he said, I don't know the man. He said, I've never met the man. Then the Bible says he cursed. He said, I do not know who he is. Jesus told Peter, he said, before this night's over, you'll deny me three times. And, and Peter did. But I want to tell you something about Peter. I always say this. He repented of that. He was remorseful of that. He wept bitterly for that. And there wasn't a day in his life after that that he doubted who Jesus Christ was or did he deny his Savior. And this is Peter standing up and says, Peter being filled with the Holy Spirit stood up and said, I'm going to tell you something, basically. I got something to tell you. I want it to be known unto all of you. This is in the court. To all the people of Israel. That by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And he says, whom you crucified. Amen. Whom God raised from the dead. Does this man stand before you whole? That's boldness. That's boldness. That's the boldness of Peter. We've known Peter for opening his mouth a lot of times before he opened his brain. Uh, for You know, he say things before he thought. Everybody knows somebody like that. That's the way Peter was. But this time he stood there and he said, I'm going to tell you, you all crucified the Savior. He was known to save us, but you all had him crucified. It's by him whom you crucified does this man stand here hope. Now salvation comes through Jesus Christ. We know that. But salvation is a Greek word called soteria, which means to rescue to safety also. Rescue to safety. There's no other name to bring salvation. Who else do you know who can save yourself? There's nobody other than the name of Jesus. I want to tell you, if we step on out further, that it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what you live in, where you live at, where you was born, what your background is, what you've done in the past. Everybody listening needs Jesus. That's right. Yeah. Amen. That's the answer. People say, "Well, we have a short answer, don't we, as Christians, to the to the world's problems? We have a short answer to the world's problems. We have a short answer to people problems. Yeah. People have problems. If you're a person, guess what? You have problems. If you don't, something's wrong. <laughs> something's wrong if you don't have problems. But the answer 
is Jesus. Jesus Christ has no rivals, folks. No rivals. There's cheap invitations, but there's no rivals to Jesus Christ. Nobody can stand with the Lord. You know, we have, sometimes we have fake coins, fake jewels, and all this stuff. We have invitations. Well, we call them clones. It's like my golf clubs are clones. I ain't used them in three years, but they're not the real thing. They're not the real thing. They look like the real thing. So I look like I know what I'm doing. But they're not the real thing. They're clones. They're imitations. If it was the real thing, it would cost me three times more than what I paid for them. But they're clones. They probably come out of China. I don't know. Forgive me. Forgive me. But a lot of times, there's a lot of things out there, that's what I'm getting at, that looks like the real thing. Be sure that you test. The Bible says test the spirits. See if it be of God or not. How do we test the spirits? If you're anywhere, they don't confess Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ came to die for your sins. Jesus Christ shed his blood for your sins. Was buried and rose again the third day. And they said, ah, you don't need all that. That was all unnecessary. I want to tell you something. God, Jesus never took an unnecessary step. Remember that. He never took a step that wasn't necessary. You need Jesus. And that's the bottom line. The name of Jesus. There's no other name. See, the name of Jesus is the clear disclosure of God to humans. In his name, we have forgiveness of sins. In his name, we have fellowship with the Father. His name marks us as belonging to a holy God in heaven. It seals our salvation and it protects us against our adversaries. What's our adversaries? The devil and other things around us. And his seal gives us assurance of God's ownership of eternal life. That's what it does. There's no other name. Now listen. In the Christian's faith is exclusive. It has no rivals. There's only one way. There's no competition. Everybody, the best thing about heaven is when you get there, if you're saved and you're go to, you're saved and you know you're going to heaven, the best thing when you get there, I don't care who all was there in heaven, they all got there the same way you did. Amen. All New Testament believers had to believe in Jesus, didn't they? Old Testament believers believed in God by faith. We all got there the same way. It's by believing, believing in one true God and Jesus Christ the Savior. There's no other way to get there. If somebody tells you I've got a new way and somebody tells you there's another way to heaven and we just discovered it, I tell you what you do. You can call them a liar and get up and leave and you'll be true. You'll be right. Because the Bible says what? No other name. This says neither is our salvation in any other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. Now then final question. As we close. You know what? There's no other name. And here's the thing. Where's your name? You have a name. Is it written down in the Lamb's Book of Life? You know, when you get saved and you trust Jesus, you know what the Bible says God does? Writes that name down in the name, Lamb's Book of Life. That Your name's in the Lamb's Book of Life. And God knows your name. If it's not written there, there's a problem. There's a problem. And you don't know the Lord. 
There is no other name. Hear me. Hear me, hear me. If somebody's told you that there's other ways to heaven, that's not true. Because the Bible says there's no other name given among men to be saved by than by Jesus Christ. And your name, when you come to know him, he writes that name. His name is on his heart. His name is on his mind. And, and everything in the past, from the past backwards, from that point backwards, has been forgiven. It's white plain, isn't it? It's been forgiven. It's been forgiven. Is your name and the name written down in the Lamb's Book of Life? Does God know your name? Something to think about, isn't it? We're going to give you the opportunity to come to know Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that there is no other name, there's no other way to be saved by other than Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And that's why he came and died upon the cross of Calvary. That's why he came and shed his blood before us. That's why he came and gave his life to us. And we're grateful for that. And we just pray for someone listening. Today may be the day of salvation. Today may be the day say, I need Jesus. And they may turn, Lord, and give up their sins, give up their past, and turn to you and start a new life and be given a name that only you can give. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.